What I want to talk about in this podcast is goal setting for the upcoming year. Many of us set goals for ourselves. We know the typical New Year's Eve resolution of losing weight or cleaning up our house, stop smoking, etc. And we can distinguish that from setting goals such as I want to write an article this term, I want to change the seating in my classroom. Those are very specific goals. They're not resolutions. There's a difference. And I want to drill it down even further. I've read a lot about SMART goals, and we used them when I was an assistant principal. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. And I want to even drill that down further and further because many times we set goals for ourselves that are not priority goals, and I speak for myself as well. I'll come up with a goal, and I will not be able to achieve it because it becomes one of my priorities, but not the priority. And this is more about how I feel during the goal, that it gets too hard, or it is a goal that is not achievable, or I don't have the right support, and I don't necessarily have the right feeling tone. Now, feeling tone doesn't always mean, you know, woot woot, I feel wonderful about it, but the feeling tone is that this is the right goal for me. So the same thing is true in the classroom. Sometimes we ask students to sit and write goals, And the students really just don't know what to write. And they really do not have an idea of how they can change. And they don't maybe even understand why they need to change or if this goal has meaning to them. So rather than thinking of goals for the students, I think we want to think about the feeling tone that we want the students to have and the competencies that we want them to achieve. Now, the competencies are not just about reaching uh, academic goals or even reaching uh, specific benchmarks, performance tasks in the classroom, but the competencies also are about behaviors that we need our students to achieve in the classroom. At the beginning of the year, we're going to start off telling students our expectations. No matter which program of discipline we decide to use, which method, which approach, whether it's restorative or positive discipline, or whether it's PBIS, your school uses PBIS, or whether you have a specific program that you use, we still have to let students know what our expectations are. If they don't know what our expectations are, how can they achieve them? This can be done in many ways and many modalities but we have to make it really, really clear. And then we have to teach students uh, exactly what we want them to do to achieve these competencies. We have to model for students and not just model for them, but we have to give non-examples. So that's very important to achieving these priority competencies in the classroom. And the competencies will lead to to goal setting. But first, we have to establish these competencies. And competencies can be even drilled down further. How do we want these students to become competent in, for example, entering the room? 
Do we want them to just take any chair? Do we want them to be noisy? Do we want, do, does it matter to us? Or do we want them to sit down silently, engage in the do now, and take out their notebooks, put their homework in a certain place in, in the classroom, and then proceed from there? Because we don't spell this out to students, they're going to make it up as they go along. And let's face it, most students will do exactly what they want. So getting them to achieve these competencies takes teaching over and over again. I was once watching a video on the teaching channel about teaching balanced literacy, and the teacher spoke about how it took her several weeks to teach the rituals and routines, and that her school administration didn't necessarily agree with this. They, they thought it took away from the performance tasks. And I totally agree with her, and I disagree with what her administration might feel, because we need to teach students these behaviors, and we need to assess whether how much teaching they might need. Some students might not need a repetition. Some students might not need you to put it in on the board. Some students may need more teaching and more direct instruction. So we want to make sure that if we expect students to achieve these competencies in the classroom, that we guide them into doing so. Now again, we're some of us have assistant principals who tell us to goal set with students. They have no idea of what goals they're setting. And they and they have no idea of how to achieve them and very few of them pick realistic goals for themselves. Now, sometimes students will be able to do that, so I don't want to make assumptions about everybody, but most of the time students will just do it to do it. Just like how many of you have been asked by your supervisor to do the same. Pick a goal, set a goal for yourself in the year, and most of us are dancing around the uh, tipping, tiptoeing through the tulips, hoping that we won't pick something that our, that our, our, our supervisor is going to write us up on if I don't achieve this or if I don't do it exactly the way he or she wants me to, then I'm going to paint myself into a corner. So maybe our students are doing the same thing. What goal do, uh, you know, do I have to accomplish to get my teacher off my back? And I don't think the goals are qu quite up to what we want them to be, so we have to move the students toward where we want them to go. And that's not talking down to the students, that's just knowing that you as the teacher are the leader in the classroom and you, ha you, you have the power to guide them through the competencies that you want them to achieve. Now as teachers, I, I feel that we also should set these competencies for ourselves and goals for ourselves. And as we go along and we see that things are not working in a certain way, that's when we can set up those competencies to achieve. We can set up basic competencies, like I want my classroom to be orderly, I want there to be routines, I want there to be a system of communication, I want there to be a system of trust, I want healthy relationships to be built, I want to use the restorative practices method. I want to try a few things. These are things that we can set up for ourselves. And the competencies that we achieve are not just competencies that are foisted upon us. For example, in the Danielson rubric, with, there are certain benchmarks that we have to achieve in terms of classroom management. 
but the competencies that we set up for ourselves so that we can have the maximum ability to have uh, teaching and learning going on in the classroom. In, in, in other words, this is why we want to have good classroom management skills and we want to set up the system whereby we meet these competencies for ourselves. And it is so much better when we set them for ourselves and nobody else sets them for us, isn't it? I never liked when somebody set a goal for me and I liked setting a, a, a list of competencies for myself and there's nobody who's more affected by the lack of competency that I might have than me, for example, because if the students are out of control or I'm not able to handle one student, then I'm suffering more from the lack of my own competency than anybody else. But of course we get rated, so that's important too. So I wanna set up a system where I'm meeting my own competencies and I'm developing my own competencies. And some of that is cultural competency, and I spoke about that in my last podcast. Am I culturally competent? Am I looking at my own biases and assumptions? Am I including students to the maximum degree? Am I looking at the records to find out more about them? Am I speaking to the families? Am I speaking to other teachers in the building? Am I finding out more about the students' background? Am I hearing their stories? Am I using my own stories to relate to them? Am I fostering conversation between students so that they can learn about each other and teaching them how to ask good questions of each other? Am I building on my students' cultural competencies or am I living in a vacuum and reacting? So these are great questions that I ask myself. Finally, I want to conclude with the fact that Priority goals are ones that have to be answered in the immediate. That's the way I look at it. I can have five different goals for myself in the classroom. I can have five different goals in my personal life, but my priority goals are ones that have to be addressed now. So if, if my classroom is becoming a classroom where students are in conflict, then a priority goal for me is to learn how to teach conflict management, conflict resolution, and be cognizant of being peaceful myself. So that's just an example. So a priority goal is something that I have to answer to right away. And my priority goal is related to my competency. Am I competent enough to teach uh, conflict management, for example? Am I able to do that. So I have to build my own competencies. And if I don't have them, I can go for training or I can ask for training in the building. So I can ask to go to a conflict management workshop. I can read up more about it, watch some YouTube videos. I can talk to colleagues who are experts at this. I have to look at my own competencies in relationship to my priority goals as a teacher. In my personal life, I can actually do the same. I find that what distracts me from my priority goals is my expectation that I'm going to meet every single goal. And that is an unrealistic expectation. So we talk about that R in the SMART goals, and I too have to be realistic about my own expectations for myself, just as I have to be realistic 
about my own expectations for my students. So when I teach goal setting in the classroom, I have to get the students to really understand who they are, what they can achieve, and how it relates to the priorities in the school learning community. So if their priority is something like they want to play more video games, that doesn't really align with the priority of our school culture. And I would have to persuade them in a gentle way to move their priorities more toward what we can achieve in the learning community. In their personal time, I may not think that's a good goal. They may think it's a good goal. We may have to agree to disagree or discuss why, but in the learning community, in the context of the learning community, I have to look at the goals that they develop and see if I can guide them along a better path. So I thank you very much for listening to this. And I might add that I have been making these podcasts because I I have a message to get out of there get out of there, get out of there, my head. Uh, and, and I have experience to share as a teacher. And right now my priority is to get these ideas down. And later my priority goal is to finish something that I started because that is important to me. But right now my priority goal is to get these thoughts out there. And I and not monetizing these podcasts because I do listen to podcasts that are wonderful and they are monetized. And down the line, I'm hoping that there will be some promotion of things that I might write or products that I might sell, or you may want to join the program where I'm teaching. But right now, my priority is to get the message out about classroom management. And I'm just grateful that people are listening. And like anything else, take what you like and leave the rest, just like they say in the 12-step program. If it doesn't resonate with you, and if it's not important to you, if it's not a priority, then you're welcome to um, disagree with it. I also uh, like to spread the message through public speaking and Last year I spoke at the uh, Young Child Expo in New York City and it was it was great and this year I'm speaking at two different venues one at a teacher educa- uh, educator conference in Saratoga 